This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 217. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in this episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 217. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Support for the Shameless Mom Academy comes from Kind, makers of healthy and delicious snacks. To try 10 Kind bars for free, you just pay shipping, go to kindsnacks.com shameless. That's kindsnacks.com shameless for full details. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is brought to you by Splitting Up Together. ABC presents a fresh, relatable comedy starring Jenna Fisher that takes a modern look at divorce, dating, and raising a family. Catch Splitting Up Together Tuesday, March 27th, 9.30, 8.30 Central on ABC. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to present the Shameless Mom of the Week. So the Shameless Mom of the Week always comes from our Apple podcast reviews. So you can leave a review by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, and that will allow you to write a review and it might be read live on the show. So if you want your name shared, put your name at the end of the review so that I can read it because Apple podcast doesn't always have the names in the reviews otherwise. Okay. So this one comes from Unserious Teacher. Dear Sarah, I have been planning to write this review for over four months. No kidding. As usual, got suckered in teacher work, mom work, self-pity, and irritation. I just really need to tell you that your podcast makes my day every morning while I'm commuting to work. You have so much energy, drive, boldness, interest, and fun in your speaking. I just appreciate so much the topics you are offering to listeners and me. They are not just empowering. I hate this word. Schools overuse it and made it a joke. They are eye-opening. You brought me to my senses. You've taught me self-appreciation. I learned to value myself as a woman. You literally picked me up from the dumpster of life and gave me the hope to smile, be loved, be brave, embrace changes, dedicate myself to self-care. 
I love you for that. Please continue your amazing work. Your dedicated listener, unserious teacher. Thank you for this review. This means so much to me. I can't even tell you. Knowing that you picked yourself up from the dumpster of life and felt hope and joy and bravery means so, so much. So I can't thank you enough for listening, for sharing this. These kinds of reviews fuel me in such a big way to know that you all are listening. You are learning. We are in this together. We are not alone. We get to be a shameless club, a shameless community really, really means the world to me. So I so appreciate this feedback. And I just want to give you such a shout out unserious teacher for the work that you do in giving and dedicating your life to kids and to the next generation. What you do means so, so much. And so just like I am here on my platform, I know that you are out there on your platform and we have hard work ahead of us, but also we are badasses and we will do it together and we will help people grow and change and evolve in all the best ways. So keep it up on Serious Teacher and thank you so much for your review. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. So today I'm going to be talking about something that I've been wanting to talk about, wanting to share with you, but I had to wait and see how it all came together. And so now I know the outcome and I can share a little bit more about the journey through the process. So I'm going to be talking a little bit about our decisions around school and kindergarten for Vinny. And this is funny because people have been asking me about it. I did post on social media that we had gotten into a school we applied to. And so I got a lot more questions around that time. But I also just, um, people know that I have an only child about to go into kindergarten because I've mentioned it on the show. And people have just started asking me more and more questions about how I'm doing with that process and more around like, am I going to survive letting go of him more so than like the discussion around where are we going to school? But there's also some people who've asked really good questions about like, where are we going and how did we decide that and those kinds of things. So I'm going to be talking about that today. I'm not going to use the name of the school that Vinny will be attending because I don't share that publicly. If there's a reason that you want to know if you know, reach out to me and let me know. And I can share with you if you're in the Seattle area and you're interested for some reason, but I'm not going to be sharing that just because, you know, safety, children, those kinds of things. But I will be explaining how we reached our decision and some of the thoughts around it. So I'll just preface it all by the outcome. So the outcome is that Vinny's going to be going to Catholic school next year. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because that was a challenging decision for our family for a few different reasons. And it was an interesting thing to navigate because in order to get into the Catholic school that made the most sense for our family... We ended up joining the Catholic Church, and my husband and I were both raised Catholic, but there's a lot of things about the Catholic Church that I'm not super into, and there's a lot of things about organized religion that my husband is not super into, and yet in order to increase our chances of getting into the school that made the most sense for our family, we kind of felt like we needed to go all in, which meant that we had to make some decisions around religion. And this was a really interesting process. And I wanted to talk about it because I think it's something that maybe you can relate to, or I just think it was a very thought provoking journey for us. And we started off on different pages and we're still on different pages around the whole thing. And we have really different views about religion. And, you know, I was raised in Seattle, so I've always been raised around pretty liberal based religion and Catholicism. And you might think like how liberal can Catholicism really be, but in Seattle, it's pretty liberal. And so, but there's a lot of things about Catholicism that are not liberal and 
some of that is challenging for me. The Catholic Church stance on marriage equality, I'm not cool with. The Catholic Church stance on women in leadership, I'm not cool with. The Catholic Church stance on women's reproductive rights, I'm not cool with. So that was a lot for me to kind of navigate in deciding where do we want to send our child to school? What kind of values do we want him raised around? And also, am I willing to join the Catholic Church again in order to make this happen, which I ultimately did. So I'm going to start back kind of where this journey began. And the journey began with kind of the considerations around what we wanted for education for Vinny. And those considerations had to do with a few different things. But one of the very first things that came up for me, which was always a top priority and remains a top priority is values-based education. And when I say values-based education, first of all, I don't want to imply that someone who doesn't choose a Catholic school or a private school is opting to not raise their children in a certain value system. (laughs) That's not what I'm implying at all. But I wanted Vinny to be in a school system where values could actually be discussed around religion because it opens the doors to different kinds of conversation. And I was raised in that and I saw a lot of positive things that came out of that. So for example, when you can talk about the foundation of love your neighbor as yourself, I think that it leads to different kinds of conversations that I think are really powerful and really positive and have so much potential. And that's something that that's a conversation that can't be had in public schools. You can't use Bible verses and like Jesus teachings to talk about values. I'm not saying that there's not amazing values conversations that are happening in public schools. I'm sure that there are. And I mean, I know that there are. I see, you know, kids who are going through public schools who have amazing opportunities to be a part of really powerful conversations and powerful work with some, you know, powerful local thought leaders and really get great benefits from that. For us though, I appreciated the values that come up when you get to have religion in school. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. That said, I don't think that there necessarily should be prayer in public schools. So I'm not saying that. I'm also like not a big fan of the Pledge of Allegiance in school. So I don't know, like I'm probably going to get hate mail from this. I'm kind of everything I'm talking about in this episode, I will let you know. I will be very vulnerable right now and let you know that I'm kind of nervous because I feel like I'm opening myself up a lot here. And I'm talking about, you know, I'm someone who knows what I stand for. But I also, I know that some of the things I'm going to say might really rub people the wrong way. So I encourage you to listen till the end before you send me a scathing email. But I just want to share kind of how we got to the decisions that we got to and what that looked like 
for us. And in the meantime, I'm probably going to say some things that are going to rub people the wrong way. And that's okay. Okay. So that first consideration was around value-based education. I also really wanted within that value-based education, I wanted there to be a commitment to service throughout the years in the school. And so I wanted to know, you know, when we toured the particular school that we were most interested in, I wanted to know what does service-based learning look like? And they gave us very specific examples of here's how children work with the men's shelter. And here's how they serve women, homeless women and children. And here's how they put together packets for homeless families. And here's how they like all these different examples. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like this is very important to me. And so that was a big deal, service-based learning. And that's something that I grew up on. And I had to do community service starting in June. I think we started it in junior high for sure in high school and in college, there was just many opportunities for service-based learning. Some of them were requirements of the schools that I went to. Some of them were more optional opportunities, but I wanted that to be built into the curriculum. And that definitely is something that happens at the school that we chose. Another consideration was community. And this was a big one for us. This was, you know, right on par with the value-based education is that if we're going to have an only child, which seeming like that's going to happen unless we end up, you know, at some point deciding to foster. But if we're going to have an only child, school is going to be a a big extension of our family. And that's a huge consideration because Vinny won't have siblings. And so I want to make sure that he is in a school where I really feel like he is being raised around friends and community that will be an extension of our family. We are not going to be moving him from school to school. I mean, this is my plan, at least. Like, we're not going to be moving him from school to school. I want him to be raised with a peer group from kindergarten through eighth grade, where he feels very connected to them because he's going to come from this little tiny family of three. We don't have cousins in the area. Our extended family on my side of the family is very small. On my husband's side of the family, they don't live near us. So this was an important consideration as well, having that community, that really strong sense of community. And I literally like reached out to any family that I had any connection to at this school through friends of friends, through people who I went to high school with. And I reached out and I was like, what is the community like? How has that been for you? What are the connections that you've made? And so that was a really, really important piece of it. Three other considerations that we had that were less high priority, but also definitely played into our decision were geographic location. So is it close enough to our house that it's convenient. I went to school very far from my house growing up. So if you're in the Seattle area, I went to school at St. Joe's on Capitol Hill and I grew up in Redmond. And I grew up in Redmond, which is where Microsoft lives, but before Microsoft existed and it was basically farmlands. And it was very far away from where I went to school. No one else lived anywhere near me. And to get together with friends was a challenge. And it was a big ordeal. And like every weekend it was like, can your mom meet my mom? Like literally at this like freeway stop so that we can like meet halfway because it was so far that sometimes parents didn't want to bring their kids all the way to my house or my mom didn't want to drive me all the way to a friend's house. So having something that's walkable to our house is a big, big deal because I did not have that growing up. And also my husband did have that and he loved just being able to like leave, you know, like walk out his front door, hang out with friends all day long and then like come back home for dinner. And so that was an important consideration for us. Class size came into play because Mostly just because I don't trust the Seattle School District when it comes to their priorities around class sizing. And a lot of shifts happen. And this might happen in other public school systems as well. But a lot of shifts can happen after the school year begins with class sizing. And so there can be years where like you start off in a kindergarten classroom and then within a couple of weeks of school, things shift based on the population. And so then, you know, two weeks into the school year, you might get moved into like a kindergarten first grade split. And there's just all this like shuffling and unknown. And that was not for a child who doesn't transition well. I was not super interested in that setting. 
in class sizes where we were going to be like busting at the seams and, you know, public school funding in Seattle is definitely like something that's always in jeopardy. And as that shifts, class size shifts as well. So that was something that I was paying attention to. And then the last thing was cost. Not that it was the last consideration because it was actually one of the top considerations because we didn't want to go to a school that was going to like, you know, I didn't want to spend Vinny's college fund on kindergarten. So we wanted something that was reasonably priced for our family. And for those who are not in the know, Catholic education is cheap private school. So other private schools in the area are about three times as expensive, and so two to three times as expensive. And so it was really nice to have an option that was, it's like half the price of full-time childcare and, you know, 30%, I'm getting my math off here, but anyways, significantly less than other private school options as well. So it, it felt like the cost-effective way to go private, which I was definitely appreciating. Okay. So those were the considerations. Next, I'm going to share our concerns. I've addressed some of them already, and I'm going to dive deeper into that. But first, let's touch base with one of our sponsors today. So I'm so excited because tomorrow is the premiere of ABC's new show, Splitting Up Together with Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher from The Office. This show is produced by Ellen DeGeneres, so it's bound to be hilarious. I cannot wait. So let me tell you a little bit about Splitting Up Together. Splitting up is hard, so is living together. Now imagine doing both at the same time. That is the premise to ABC's new comedy, Splitting Up Together. Like I said, the executive producer is Ellen DeGeneres, and this is Jenna Fisher's comeback from The Office. Jenna Fisher is starring with Oliver Hudson, and they are coming in as a married couple who, after 12 years, decide to call it quits. But with one little catch, they've decided to continue living together to raise their kids. So this is a fresh and relatable comedy that takes a modern look at divorce, dating, raising a family, and finding yourself all while doing it under one roof. I'm super curious to see how this plays out because I actually know families who are going through really modern approaches to divorce, and I'm completely fascinated by it. So I'm really interested to see how ABC and Ellen DeGeneres put this together and how it kind of all plays out and unfolds. And I think it will be hilarious because Jenna Fisher is really good at dry comedy. So it's going to be good. The show premieres tomorrow if you're listening live time. So tomorrow, Tuesday, March 27th at 9.30, 8.30 Central on ABC. So set your DVRs. Again, that's splitting up together, premiering tomorrow on ABC on Tuesday, March 27th, 9.30, 8.30 Central. All right. So concerns around this decision. I was very concerned about supporting the Catholic Church because I am not in agreement with a lot of things about the Catholic Church. And so that was touchy for me. I also, and I'm going to dive in more into that in just a second. I also definitely was conscientious of feeling a little uppity. And so when I talked through all of our considerations a few minutes ago and went through that list, there's some things in there that felt a little uppity to me. Like, I mean, for example, my feelings on the public schools and class sizes and the public school system not always having their act together and kids getting bounced around as a result of that. And I get concerned that because I've chosen a different option that that might look a little like I'm too big for my britches and I don't, you know, like my kid is so special, he can't handle being bounced around. The reality is he'd probably be just fine. In fact, we toured our neighborhood school last year in anticipation of this decision and it was awesome. It was totally great. 
I feel like he would have been completely fine there. So if we hadn't have gotten into this Catholic school, I think that our public school would have been totally fine. But because we have the resources, we have one kid and it's half the price of childcare and we got in and it has some of these values that are important to us. Why not go for this option that makes sense for us? So there was definitely some concerns around that, just like maybe some of my own like self-judgment around that concern or my concern of other people's judgment. And then my concerns around supporting the Catholic Church. So I want to dive a little bit into this because I am definitely someone when I take a stand on something, I'm pretty black and white on it. (laughs) And so for me to be like, oh, I'm going to join the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church who believes that women should not be in leadership roles, the Catholic Church that believes that marriage is only for men and women, the Catholic Church that doesn't believe in women's reproductive rights, the Catholic Church that believes that men should be celibate, should never get married, like all these things that I do not stand for. For me to show up in that space and be a participating member of that community, that's really uncomfortable for me. So I had to really spend some time giving some thought to this and wrapping my head around like, how can I be involved in a community that stands for a lot of things that I do not stand for? Now, this said, I am very conscientious that the parish that we are in is a liberal parish with a liberal priest. And so he is very much in agreement with me on many of these issues. He does not believe that women should not be leaders in the church. I don't know his stance on all of the issues that I have just mentioned, but I know his stance on some of them. And it's been interesting to hear what he thinks. And that's really, really helped me feel better about everything. And he actually gave a great homily one day at mass where he talked about his love of the church, even though he doesn't agree with everything in the church. And that we have so many instances like this in our lives where, you know, maybe we love our job, but there's things about it that we don't love. Maybe we love the company we work for in certain ways, but really do not back them in other ways, really are not on board with certain things that they do. And I've certainly been in that situation. When I worked at my job at the psychiatric hospital, there was things I really loved about that job. And I really loved about the community that I was in. And I was very much in disagreement with a lot of the stuff that management did. And that was a challenge for me. So I think in a lot of areas in our life, this happens. I'm lucky because I run my own business, because I work for myself. I'm often not in a position where I have to support things that I'm not totally in agreement with. And so this is a little bit challenging for me, for sure. But as I got more ingratiated into the community, I felt better and better about it and felt better and better about where the community stands on these things and the opportunities to serve in this community and provide in ways that feel really, really good. And you know, one of the things that the priest talked about is the Catholic Church does so much charity work on a global, global level. And the work that they do in other countries to serve the poor and feed the poor and get like fresh water access to the poor and all sorts of things like that is just huge and amazing and powerful. So I was like, okay, I need to choose to look at that for now. And I need to look at what is in the best interest of our family and in our child and where will we best fit in as members in this community versus members if we were to go the public school route, which would be a K through five option, which is not my preference. And there would be some other pieces in there that would not be my preference. So I had to wrap my head around supporting something that I'm not totally in agreement with when it comes to being a member of the Catholic parish now. And that was a challenging thing for me to swallow. I will say what's been funny and interesting is that 
Vinny and I now walk to church. We don't go every weekend, but because we get in parish tuition and I am like such the good Catholic girl, you're supposed to show up to church regularly to get your in parish tuition. So I literally am like, okay, Vinny, like it's been, you know, two weeks or three weeks. Like we need to go. We need to make our appearance. And so Vinny and I walk to church. Vinny's not super into it. My husband does not come with us. And what's been really great is that Vinny's not super into it, but I can usually like, you know, we, I have all sorts of little tactics. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to pack some surprise snacks for you. And he's all about the surprise snacks, which the surprise snacks are literally like cashews and cranberries and three chocolate chips. And the three chocolate chips are the surprise. So I'm like, I'll pack some surprise snacks while we go to church. I've gotten him like new coloring books and like just little tiny activities that he can take with him in this little, we have a little church bag, the church bag, by the way, It's a little tote bag that says love in rainbow letters. So basically, it's like my gay rights tote bag that I carry to Catholic Church, which I thought you might find amusing. And I make sure that that's the only tote that we take to church because I want to make sure that I'm showing up with like just a little bit of a subtle message. (laughs) And so that's the tote bag that we take to church. And we walk to church together because it's just a few blocks from our house. And what's been really cool is that in this process, I get really great bonding time with Vinny and we've had all these really fun conversations and it's been really, really cool. And so I will tell you when I'm in church, I regress to like 12 year old me who would literally show up for church and every week be like, I'm going to really try to listen this week, but I would literally like immediately dissociate. and I would start thinking about like my homework that I need to do when I get home and like which friends I'm going to call and whatever. Like I could never pay attention during church growing up and I have a hard time with it still. And I find myself because we go on Sundays, I'm immediately like, okay, what is my list of things to do this weekend? And I'm like, wait, 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 you're supposed to be listening to the readings. (laughs) And sometimes I can listen and tune in and sometimes I can't. And sometimes it's still just like my time to like zone out and that's okay. Like it's okay to make it what you need it to be. So that's been my experience in attending church, which has been, I find it kind of amusing. I will say that my mother, the much better Catholic than me, is loving that I'm going to church. My mom, for those of you who don't know, was a nun for 16 or 17 years before she got married and had children. And so you can imagine this is her dream for me to be going to church with her grandson. But she's very much like me. She actually has a lot of reservations about and things that she is not in alignment with with the Catholic Church as well. And so we've had some really great conversations as part of this as well. And she's given me permission to have my thoughts. And she's given me permission to not be in agreement and really stand firm about not being in agreement. Like, it's totally okay if you support marriage equality. And the church is so stuck in olden times. And it's so inappropriate that they they haven't progressed in that area. And she thinks that about multiple things and similar multiple facets of the church, similar to the ones that we're pretty much on the same page and the ones that where we think that the church is kind of set back in ancient times around their beliefs and very antiquated in many ways. And so it's been really great to have those conversations with her. So those are my concerns. My concerns were just kind of like, This is going to be uncomfortable in some ways because I'm not in alignment with all this. So these areas of discomfort were kind of around three different ideas. One was what will people think? And I found myself initially when I said that we were going to apply to this school. And when I said we had started going to church there, I found myself like doing a lot of justifying to people and really acknowledging like, yeah, we're going to church and it's weird. And I don't agree with the Catholic church. And like, I felt like I word vomited a lot, which is 100% what I do when I get nervous. So I was word vomiting, like all these reasons that like, well, this is why we're going to church and this is why we're applying to Catholic school and blah, blah, blah. 
And I felt like I needed to do a lot of justifications because I was a little worried about what people would think. Like people know me as someone who stands for certain things and basically like attending Catholic church was not on brand for me. And joining the Catholic church was not on brand. Getting my kid baptized in the Catholic church, not on brand. And now you might laugh at that, but it's really important to me that everything I do is in integrity with what I stand for and what I promote to all of you. And so to embrace this religious piece has been a challenge because I am so firm and so strong in my beliefs around living shamelessly and standing up for what you believe in and, you know, creating change and having that loud voice in the crowd. And even if you're the only one yelling, standing up for the underdog and like fighting for the greater good and all these kinds of things. And so it felt definitely like I was kind of stepping down from a little bit of that. And I was worried that what people would think I've gotten a little more comfortable with it now in realizing that I don't need to believe in it all. And I think that initially one of my areas of discomfort was that like, if we decide to make this decision that we need to be in support of everything the church does or everything that this community is going to do. And I finally realized that that's not how it works. And I've had some really great conversations with other parents who have kids already school age, who talked a lot about that there's trade-offs with any school, whether it's public, private, you know, two public schools compared in the same neighborhood, there's going to be trade-offs between the two. And so really accepting that there's going to be trade-offs no matter where you end up. And that helps me too, that I don't need to believe in everything that the church is doing. I don't need to like stand with them on everything. So that was helpful. So those were my areas of discomfort around that. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not 
my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. So how do you work out these conflicts in your head? We actually ended up baptizing Vinny, and this is something I did not talk about at all publicly because it was a little weird for me. And we have friends who are really opposed to organized religion and really opposed to Catholicism specifically. And I was like, I just don't want to deal with that. And so basically, we secret baptized Vinny. <laughs> and so I will share a little bit about how that happened. So before we do that, let's talk about Kind Bars, though. So you all know I love Kind Bars. Actually, Vinny often takes Kind Bars to church and he eats them on the way there. Sometimes he'll eat one on the way home because it's our favorite grab and go snack. We have a drawer full of them and he can just go and pick out whatever flavor he wants. Usually he picks out the cherry chocolate chip, which is the dark chocolate cherry one. So, so delicious. But what I love about Kind Bars is first of all, that they're kid friendly and healthy. So I really, I don't even worry about like if he has one or two a day, no big deal. They're totally high quality ingredients. They use all non-genetically modified ingredients as well. They are gluten free, which I totally appreciate. They're all made in the United States. So I really trust the ingredients. I trust that they're using high quality, nutrient dense whole grains, like whole nuts and whole grains. So that's really, really important. Also, all the bars are gluten free, low in sodium, no sugar alcohols. And like I said, made without genetically engineered ingredients. So it's a super easy decision for our family. Um, I also love the KIND mission. The KIND Foundation supports causes all over the world. So in addition to providing high quality foods, which make me feel great about what I'm putting in my body or my child's body, I also really appreciate that KIND is a company with a mission and they are very motivated to have a social impact in their work. And I think that's so important. I mean, here I am talking about like, what do you stand for and what do you not stand for? KIND Bar knows what they stand for and they stand for supporting really amazing powerful, positive causes around the world. So I just love that. What I also love about Kind Bars is that they have a great offer for all shameless moms. So if you want to get 10 Kind Bars delivered to your door in an awesome Kind Snack Pack, go to kindsnacks.com. That's K-I-N-D snacks.com slash shameless. And you will be able to order 10 bars and you just pay shipping. So go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless to order your 10 free bars and get full details. All right. So how do you resolve conflicts in your head when you are in this place of discomfort, when you're making a decision, you maybe are not in alignment with everything you might be committing to. So first of all, accepting that there's trade-offs in any decision. And like I said, that was really something that was helpful to me. And I heard, had other multiple other parents talk to me about that. And I really appreciated that. Also looking at what's best for your child at this time. This is what feels best for our family right now. This could totally change. I mean, oh my gosh, it could change two months into kindergarten. We could be like, wow, we totally made the wrong decision. But this is what feels best at this time. And then prioritizing what matters most. And so we prioritize what matters most based on those considerations I shared at the beginning of the episode around value system, community, geographic location, class sizes, costs, those kinds of things things. So for us, those things made the most sense to prioritize. So how did we go about this? Well, first I joined the church, started walking to church with Vinny in secret. 
Then we started giving money to the church, which I was super uncomfortable with because I always said, even if I sent my kid to Catholic school, I would never give money to the Catholic church. And here I go, finding myself giving money to the Catholic church. And then I committed to the school capital campaign because here's the thing. If I'm going to do something, I'm going all in. So at a certain point in this journey, I was like, you know what? Competitive Sarah is all in on this. So I was like, if we're going to apply to this school, we're going all in. So I joined the church, started giving money to the church. I joined the school capital campaign and made a three-year commitment to giving every month to the school, which by the way, if we didn't get in, I would have pulled all that money. But I was like, I'm going to make this three-year commitment. And then we had Vinny baptized. So I was really, like I said, I was hesitant to share this publicly. We basically secret baptized him. We've told very few people about it, but we baptized him uh, about a month and a half ago. And the whole thing was pretty funny. We actually had a hard time finding godparents because we don't have any friends who are Catholic practicing Catholics. And we had to find someone who had been confirmed in the church and was also a practicing Catholic who could get a letter from their priest. We were lucky to find Vinny's aunt, my husband's sister-in-law. And when it occurred to us to ask her, we were so excited and so honored that she said yes, because we were kind of like, who do we even know? And for a while, I thought maybe it was going to be my mom. And I literally emailed the church and I was like, um, is there an age limit? Like, is it okay for a grandparent who's 79 and a half, (laughs) which my mom would have totally done it. But I was like, that feels like it might not be the right fit. So luckily my sister-in-law was up for the job and she came up and we got baptized on a Saturday evening. Vinny got baptized on a Saturday evening. And there was another family doing their baptism that same night. And they had a five month old and they were totally the opposite of us. They invited all of their family, a bunch of extended family, neighborhood friends. So in the baptism rehearsal, a couple days before the event, the woman who was leading us, she said, okay, there's going to be these pews here are going to be saved for family members and whoever you choose to invite. And we were like, yeah, we don't need a pew. We have two people coming. My sister-in-law is coming from Arizona. My other sister-in-law is coming up from Oregon, just basically to hang out with the family who happens to be in town because that's a great excuse for us to get together. And that's it. And then the other family had like, I don't know, 22 and a half people or something. And I was like, yeah, you guys can just like use all of our pew space because we basically have no one coming. So we did the baptism. It was actually really, really sweet. And it was really cool for Vinny to be five years old, five and a half almost when that happened, because he'll totally remember it. And the priest kind of gave him a hard time about different things. And like when he baptized the baby, he just did like little dribbles of water on him. Oh my gosh. When he baptized Vinny, he poured so much water over Vinny's head. I thought Vinny might like have a bit of a fit about it, but he took it like a champ. He was very, very cute. It was very sweet. We got tons of pictures afterwards with Vinny and the priest. And I have to tell you, this is like the best part of this episode. Vinny is obsessed with this priest because he wears a green robe. And the first time I took Vinny to church, I said to him afterwards, I was trying to play it all up. Like, this was so fun. And I'm so glad we got to do this together because I wanted him to want to go back. So I was like, Vinny, what did you think about church? And what did you think about Father Crispin? And he's like, I really liked the guy in the dress. And I was like, the guy in the dress? He's like, yeah, the guy in the green dress. And I was like, oh, the priest. And he goes, yeah, he looks like a ninja. (laughs) And so basically, Vinny's all in with the priest because he dresses like a ninja. So there you go. So Vinny got to hang out up at the altar with the ninja priest for the whole baptism, which he thought was super cool. And so that's kind of how I went all in on it. Oh, and we also, I started showing up for school events before we got in. So like we went to the school Christmas event this year and we went to the school play a few weeks ago, just showing up to like, be like, hello, we're here. Like we are already in this community, even though you have not invited us in yet. So 
that's just kind of a glimpse on how I go all in on a decision. When I decide I'm going to do something, I'm like, I will be unstoppable and you will not say no to me or my family. So (laughs) that ended up working. We ended up getting into the school. We found that out two weeks ago and we're very excited about it. So all that said, bottom line, when it comes down to these kinds of decisions, so whether you have a decision around school, around religion, around whatever, when you have these uncomfortable decisions where you feel like maybe some of the things aren't totally in alignment with everything you believe in or everything you stand for, make the decisions that's best for you right now. Of course, consider things down the road, but it's okay to make the decision that's best for you right now without needing to justify it to other people, without feeling open to judgment. Just make the decision and go with it. Don't justify it to others. And I'm really trying to be conscientious about not justifying this decision to others. I'm happy to explain how we made our decision, which I'm doing here today in this episode, but I don't feel like I need to justify it to others. So I will tell you, it still feels a little bit weird when I tell people we go to church or that Vinny and I go to church because I'm still adjusting to that. But I really, when I talk about it, I don't justify it anymore. I just tell people like, yeah, we're we're going to church tomorrow morning. And with some of my close friends, I joke about it. And if they ask to like hang out on a Sunday morning for a play date, I'm like, oh, you must have forgotten that Vinny and I go to church every Sunday. And so, and we don't go every Sunday, but I try to like, I kind of joke about my new and recent devout Catholicism. (laughs) So that's what's worked for me is I don't really go about justifying it. It's not really anyone else's business. You know, if people want to judge, let them judge. That's about them, not about me. Be clear about what you want and why you want it. So when we got really clear around why this mattered to us, about why we wanted Vinny to be in a school with a certain value system, then the decision became so much easier and so much more obvious. And a lot of the other stuff became less significant. So that was really important. Again, be clear about what you want and why you want it. And then if it really matters to you, go all in. So when I decide, when we decided that this was what we wanted, I went all in and I was like, I want to make sure that we get this. It's that important to me. And by the time I'd processed all this and laid this out, like these are the considerations. This is why it's important. Here's also the concerns. Here's how we can manage that. Here's why I'm uncomfortable. How do I work that conflict out? All these kinds of things. Once I'd rectified all that, it was so much easier to go all in. So you can process all that as you're going through it as well. But really, if something matters to you, go all in. Whether you're talking about a school thing, a professional thing, whatever the case may be, don't be afraid to go all in. I mean, I can tell you right now, When I apply for speaking gigs, I go all in because it really matters to me. There's plenty of them that I know I'm not qualified to be applying for, but I still go all in as if I am 100% qualified, as if there is no reason I should not be chosen over anyone else. And so that's a really important piece of this is to go all in on something if it really matters to you. So I hope that was helpful to you. If you have questions for me, please feel free to reach out. If you have big thoughts and opinions that might be harsh and critical, you can probably just keep them to yourself. I mean, if you have constructive feedback, sure, send it my way. But I'm also not seeking that at all. Um, I don't really need feedback one way or the other. Just wanted to share kind of this decision for us, what it looked like for us, what an uncomfortable decision can look like, um, especially when you're someone like me who's like very black and white about things and thinks that like you always have to fall in like, you know, one camp or the other. And I hope it was helpful for you to hear about that and learn a little bit about that. So thank you for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I so appreciate you being here. We have an interview coming up 
up on Wednesday that's going to be fantastic. So make sure you come back then. If this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will drop you into Apple Podcasts where you can click the subscribe button and make sure you have immediate access to every episode. And you can also leave a review while you're there. So make sure you leave a review so that you can potentially be the shameless mom of the week. All right, go ahead and go forth, make great decisions. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.